Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you for doing it. This is 1141B. The Bs are always great guests, usually as today's promises to be as well. This book is The 21st Century Man, Advice from 50 Top Doctors and Men's Health Experts So You Can Feel Great, Look Good, and Have Better Sex. It's published by Affirm Science Publishing. The author is Judson Brandes, MD, who practices urology, does research in sexual health and urology in the East Bay Area of San Francisco and Oakland and San Ramon. He's a graduate of Brown University, Vanderbilt Medical School, the UCLA Urology Residency, and did a research fellowship at Harvard. The website is the 21st Century Man, all written out. That is T-H-E, then 20, T-W-E-N-T-Y, first F-I-R-S-T, centuryman.com. And you can find out more information about the book that we don't cover today, as well as the author, Dr. Brandeis. Dr. Brandeis, it says the book every man between 35 and 85 should read. Let me ask you, we've had a decrease in fertility rates, some of which has been blamed on phthalates and their effect and on decreased sperm production in men. What's that caused by, or do the authors of the chapters, and I guess there's 60 authors in addition to yourself, you're the major author, obviously, but there's 60 authors, do you cover that in different ways? Yeah, a good friend of mine, Dr. Phil Worthman, is one of the top andrology experts in the country, and he wrote a whole chapter on male fertility. And a lot of fertility issues relate to lifestyle, the fact that we're overweight, the fact that we don't exercise, the fact that a lot of us put our laptops on our lap, which sperm production takes place best at temperatures lower than body temperature, which is why the testicles are outside or below the body. And so if you bring heat from computers and laptops into that area, you're going to make sperm production less productive. Also, testosterone levels will decline as well. How big an issue are the phthalates? Does someone discuss that? Yeah, to be honest, I, I don't know very much about phthalates. I know that there are a lot of things in our environment that really aren't natural or beneficial, but I think those things are very difficult to quantify. Your practice involves sexual health as well as getting men to feel as good as they can. So tell me, what's a typical patient presentation? And in that light, how did you decide to write the book? Was it driven by a patient or a set of patients? Yeah, so I had a very successful urology practice in Northern California, and I helped pioneer surgical robotics. I helped pioneer kidney stone centers, MRI-guided prostate biopsies, and I always like to be several steps ahead of what's going on. And I became really interested in regenerative urology, meaning the ability to improve blood flow to the penis at an age when men are beginning to slow down in that department. And so I began to help pioneer 
shockwave therapy and the use of platelet-rich plasma for improving blood flow to the penis. Also, nitric oxide boosting supplements, one of which I created. Out of that, I realized that men didn't want to have sex if they didn't feel good and they didn't feel like they looked good. So I became really interested in hormone replacement. And then I became really interested in physical rejuvenation. And I helped with high-intensity focused electromagnetic waves as a way to boost muscle mass in men as they age. And so when guys come to see me, they get a very holistic approach to healthcare. So for example, I do body composition analysis to all my patients. So I talk about muscle mass. I talk about fat loss. I talk about diet. We also talk about hormone optimization, and we do a full set of labs in the office. And then we talk about not just erectile function, but we talk about orgasmic function because I've done research on using high-intensity focused electromagnetic waves to improve the intensity and duration of orgasm. I look at the entire person, and that's really what this book came out of. Yeah, talk to me about high energy. You, you were saying there's a high energy waves that I didn't hear whether it was focused or not. High intensity focused electromagnetic waves. So it's using magnetic waves to contract muscle. And does that occur? How long does that take? It takes about a half an hour. And you can do abs, you can do glutes, you can do quads, you can do biceps, you can do triceps. So I did a study on first responders, police, fire, SWAT team guys, and I found that we increased the mass of the biceps and triceps about 15% with six 40-minute treatments. So are these in an office or do they do them at home? This is in the office, yeah. Is the equipment safe enough to use at home? It's medical grade and it's fairly expensive. I mean, it's a quarter million dollars for a machine. So You'd have to share it among all the guys at the fire station. Yeah. Right. So the other parts of the book. How did you recruit the other physicians to write chapters about men? And is there anything about women in the book? So there are chapters that benefit women. There's a chapter written by Susan Bratton, who's an intimate wellness expert called How to Please a Woman. There's another chapter written for men about women called What Men Need to Know About Menopause, which really is a, a critically important chapter for men as they age, because if you don't understand menopause, you can really lose your relationship with your spouse in your 50s when she becomes menopausal and you don't understand that. There's another chapter written for women, which is what women can do to help their husband or spouse or partner take better care of themselves. So there's a lot of stuff written for women. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of generalizable to women. And in terms of how I found my co-authors, I went to undergraduate at Brown University. I went to medical school at Vanderbilt. I was at UCLA for six years, and then I'm practicing in a really vibrant, excellent medical community in Northern California. And so these are all my colleagues and friends who have expertise in a wide variety of different disciplines. Tell us what your goal of the book is. In other words, is the goal to bring awareness for each guy or is the goal for each person to then go to their own physician and say, have you thought about this or is this for me? Or tell me what the goal is. Yeah, so the book is really prevention and early intervention. You know, if you have diabetes... Go to see your physician and have your physician take care of diabetes. If you have 
glaucoma, go to your ophthalmologist and have your ophthalmologist take care of glaucoma. Really, I mean, as you know better than anyone, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so this is the advice that your talented private practice physician who may be your neighbor or your friend would give you. The nice thing is we're not limited by institutions. So for example, I wrote the chapter on the prostate. And so in that chapter, I talk about MRI-guided prostate biopsies. I talk about genetic testing. I talk about some of the things that I know will be standard of care in three to four years that if you worked for a university, you might not be able to say because it's not sort of official policy. But as an experienced private practice clinician, I can say these things because I understand that they're going to be standard policy in three to four years. For example, when I started doing surgical robotics in 2002, really no academic medical centers were doing surgical robotics, but I understood that this was going to be the wave of the future. And five years later, all of a sudden, all of the academic medical centers were adopting these technologies. And so all of my friends and colleagues are very talented private practice physicians who kind of are at the ground level and and see what's going on. Talk to us a little bit about hormone therapy and alternative hormone therapies, if you will. One of the substantial data points, as I understand it, is that 40% of men over the age of 50 have testosterone levels that are below the lower limits of what would be called normal when done, and and again, they've got to be done right before 10 a.m., et cetera, in the morning. What are the alternatives to testosterone cream itself? Discuss a few of those alternatives. Yeah, so I wrote a really interesting ebook called Testosterone Levels that's available on my website, which is Brandeis MD. And what that looks at is the different levels of different testosterone preparations. And my personal opinion is that you're not really doing a guy a favor if you're bringing his testosterone levels to the four to five to 600 level. And that's not what I thought five, 10 years ago when I was practicing general urology. But what I found is that when you get a guy's testosterone between 1,000 and 1,400, that's for me the sweet spot of bringing back muscular function, fat loss, improving sleep, getting rid of aches and pains, building libido, building muscle, burning fat, it's really sort of a miraculous level. And you'll never find that in any textbooks or any journals, but this is just borne out by my own personal experience. And so creams and gels and nasal and sublingual and all those other technologies will only get your testosterone up to the four to five to 600 level. And I don't think that's really adequate for a 60 or 70 or 80 year old man to really feel better. I feel like you gotta put high octane gas in an old car in order to make it run better. And so the technologies that I prefer are either injection therapy, but that has some drawbacks, but I also use bioidentical testosterone pellets and I've seen just spectacular results from those in those patients. And what about releasing agents such as ashwagandha or something like that? Do those get levels up to the degree that is needed? Yeah. So I actually have a supplement called support, 
which has DHEA, which is a testosterone precursor, which has DIM, which blocks the aromatization of testosterone to estrogen. It has Tonkat Ali, which binds sex hormone binding globulin and increases free testosterone, and it has ashwagandha. But really, even that, which I think is the best scientifically proven testosterone booster, will only boost testosterone about 15%. And so really, from an oral pill, you can't expect much better than that. So if your testosterone is 300 and you're going to get 15% on that, it's going to go to 345. And that still really isn't going to get you to the right level. So I'll use a supplement when a guy absolutely doesn't want testosterone replacement, or they're in the 400, 500 range. And obviously, they have clinical symptoms. I would never treat someone if they didn't have the clinical symptoms of low testosterone. We're talking with Judson Brandeis, B-R-A-N-D-E-I-S, BrandeisMD.com is his own website, the 21stCenturyMan.com, written out. The book has 60 co-authors, if you will, or chapter authors. As Dr. Brandeis said, a sizable work of, I think, over 800 pages and covers a whole mess of topics related to what he believes every man between 35 and 85 should know. And I wondered why he stopped at 85, (laughs) where we're now getting to live longer. And I suppose many men over 85 still want to be healthy. Well, you know, it really incorporates uh, a tremendous amount. It has mental health section. It has a section on addiction. It has a section on aesthetics. It has a section on relationship health. It has a final section that includes chapters on gratitude, legacy, inspiration. So it really, it encompasses the entire experience of men's health. But if I went beyond 101 chapters, I think my wife would have killed me. So that's where I had to stop. Well, why did you only go to 85, though? Because the geriatric population has a whole host of other issues and problems that really need to be addressed in a slightly different way. Well, I'm glad at least you made geriatrics start at 85. I actually think it can start much later than that and will, but that's part of You, the Owner's Manual's podcast every week. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Dr. Judson Brandeis, a urologist who practices in the San Ramon area of the East Bay in California. The book, Every Man Between Age 35 and 85 Should Own and Read the 21st Century Man. It is published by, I think it is called Affirm Scientific publishing. It is advice from 50 top doctors and men's health experts on men's health. Thanks very much, Judson, but especially you who downloaded us. Thank you. And tell your friends about us. As usual, we're on Apple, iHeart, and especially Radio MD. Thanks again. See you next week.